we are all uh, well aware that uh, even with your commitment to um, protect NHS uh, funding, given rising demand, it's going, to, it's going to feel tough for the NHS and some money, some productivity savings are going to have to uh, be taken out. As, as Sue was intimating, that will probably need services to change in terms of where they're located and how they're delivered. Um, how are, are you going to be able to create that political space? Um, obviously, there's been previously talk around moratorium on closures. Where, where are you currently on that in terms of what you'll be saying to the NHS about reconfiguration and the sorts of changes that might be needed? Well, you've heard us say that we would have no more politically motivated uh, uh, changes to the way that the NHS is configured. And I think that has to be absolutely right because there is a price to reorganisation. It isn't just uh, the political price, which mm. Sue indicates requires uh, courage, which is always a word that Sir Humphrey tends <laughs> to use when uh, he wants to frighten ministers off doing anything, uh, so we're told. Um, it's actually the, the morale sapping uh, and the difficulty for people who are working in the NHS primarily clinicians, of course, and nursing staff, therapists and auxiliaries, but also the managers, because they're continually having to chase not only a new process, but it does create uh, great uncertainty in terms of their own jobs, their roles, and uh, the authorities and relationships that they have. So from somebody who has a background in management and motivation and running businesses rather than uh, in the public sector, I'm very conscious that we have to be extremely careful not to demotivate. But in, in direct answer to your question, uh, it, it is absolutely clear that even with a promise of uh, real terms rises in the NHS budget going forward after 2011, there will need, because of the demand drivers of demographics, of rising patient expectations, and indeed the huge steps forward in medical uh, and process technology, which is going to put an enormous demand on the, uh, the NHS, and as we look at that, even with real terms increases, unless you get productivity gains, you're not going to effectively get any kind of sense of commensurate uh, rising um, performance or, or delivery. And so there will have to be, to, to, to use the phrase which you've heard trotted out, but it's a real phrase, more for less. And yes, we can certainly aim to take an enormous amount out of the administrative uh, back office uh, burden but I'm as aware as no doubt you would seek to challenge me on how those are easy words and that it can't all necessarily be done uh, from uh, simply the administrative uh, background uh, services. <coughs> uh, and yes, there is waste and there is efficiency and that must continue to be, uh, to be driven out. But uh, ultimately, these decisions are not going to be centrally imposed. So the, the direct answer to your question is if what people come to a view of a much more locally driven NHS, uh, come to a view that there has to be concentration of services in one area, whilst remembering not to put at risk the ultimate line of trust in the NHS is the GP and the patient. And although there are some people who would challenge that, and it's been very much the fundamental part of why we have not been in favour, unless it's demanded locally, of the whole idea of polyclinics, because it commoditizes that relationship, it breaks down the trust between patients uh, and the NHS, uh, and it's very important that we hold on to the most localized services possible. So uh, Sue is right. There is going to be courage required when things are called cuts in terms of uh, the actual buildings and where you go and how local that feels, uh, but actually it equally has to be courage 
to let local NHS organisations, to let your foundation trusts make their own decisions and make their proposals and to be accountable and responsible for that within the budgets they're set. And so for me to give you a definitive answer would be to run completely counter to the chain of decision-making, responsibility, transparency and accountability we wish to see delivered in the NHS because we are absolutely convinced that will lead to improving patient outcomes, which should be the only thing upon which I and anybody else concerned about these matters, including all the clinicians, are judged on. So basically you would not stand in the way of a locally, clinically-led justification for a service change if that was what the local NHS determined was necessary? Well, of course, that has to, the, the right answer to that has to be yes. There's no reason why one, as a government, potential government minister or a Department of Health should seek to stand in the way of what is driven locally. But there has to be an absolute adherence to the highest possible clinical standards, to patient safety, to making sure that none of the issues that we know matter are compromised. There are still masses of lessons to be learnt from the appalling uh, experience of Stafford, the Midstaffs Hospital, and we have to look very carefully about the balance between the local provision of services and what is currently the target-driven culture, which has led to, at least in very strong part, some of the terrible things that have happened at Stafford where between 400 and 1,200 unnecessary deaths took place. You cannot ignore the lessons learned.